1: Welcome to the Fitter, Healthier Dad podcast, where you can learn how to improve your diet, lose fat, and get fitter in a sustainable and fun way without spending hours in the gym. Here is your host, Darren Kirby.
0: Welcome back to the podcast, guys. This is the number one podcast for men in their 40s who want to improve their health through nutrition and fitness. This is episode 128, and on today's episode, we are going to be discussing the importance of dental health the mouth microbiome and how our mouths are the gateway to our gut health. Joining me is Dr. Simon Chard. Dr. Simon qualified with an honours from King's College London Dental Institute. In 2015 he was voted the best young dentist in London and he co-founded parlor an eco-friendly toothpaste solution which is better for the environment and for our oral health. Hi Simon, thanks so much for joining me on the podcast today. How are you? Hi Darren, thanks for having me yeah very you're well thank you very well good good did you have a good christmas and new year and a nice break
1: yeah nice to avoid uh avoid covid somehow <laughs> <laughs> so um uh, yeah no it was, it was a nice break and uh, yeah looking forward to a, a big 2022 ahead
0: yeah absolutely so um for people that haven't come across you before simon and your and your background in dentistry and parlor can you give us a bit of uh, insight as to how you've come to where you're at today
1: yeah, sure. So um, I'm, uh, I'm Dr. Simon Child. I'm a cosmetic dentist um, by trade originally. Uh, in latter years now, I guess also a startup entrepreneur. Um, I run a, a seven surgery dental practice um, just southwest of London in, in Staines upon thames with my wife, Megan, who's also a dentist. Right. Um, I co-founded Parler Toothpaste Tablets, which is a plastic free toothpaste brand back in 2020 with two other uh, high profile UK dentists um, and that went on to be on Dragon's Den and, and there's now Stockton, Sainsbury's and and Boots and I'm sure we'll talk about that a bit more later on. Um, and then I'm also the president-elect of the British Academy of Cosmetic Dentistry which is uh, one of, well it's the biggest academy of dentists in the yeah. uh, in the UK. Yeah. So that's me cool. really.
0: <laughs> wow yeah you've got a lot going on there. Um, so I guess The first question I'd like to ask you, Simon, really, is that um, there's a lot being spoken in the health space at the moment about our guts and our gut microbiome, right? Um, But obviously, you know, our mouths also have a microbiome, of which I don't believe is spoken about nearly enough. um, And I don't think people... Maybe I'm wrong. Listening will actually know that the mouth has a microbiome and what actually that means. So, you know, we we all are aware that we should brush our teeth twice a day and how important dental hygiene is to the underlying teeth itself. But obviously, you know, the teeth are quite well connected to other organs in the body and, and it has its own kind of ecosystem going on in the mouth. So maybe you could kind of talk a little bit about the mouth microbiome and just how important it is.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I think the first thing to say is. Um, and in our own heads, we make a delineation, a separation between the mouth and the gut. But the reality of the situation is that our digestive system is one big, long tube. Right. Um, and the mouth actually, in some ways, and it may not sound very nice, but in some ways it makes up part of the gut and the microbiome. Uh, although varying in different elements of the, the uh, digestive system, um, the mouth is a part of that. Um, and so you, you're absolutely right to, to focus in on this point. Um, I think traditional traditional ways of looking at dental care have been um, kill kill everything. All, yeah. all bugs, all bugs are bad. Um, and certainly sort of the old-fashioned mouthwash where it's sort of caustic and, and alcohol, <laughs> and thats and that's clean. Um, it is not something that I prescribe to myself. Yeah. Um, and actually, the mouth is an incredibly absorbent part of the body. You absorb. Uh, 50 times more through the lining of the mouth than uh, through your skin right Um, and so the the mouth uh, flora the mouth uh, microbiome is is something that we focus on a lot with parlor with our ingredient deck um, and it's something that is becoming increasingly more important um, for dentists as well Mm. now it it is even for us in the profession it's certainly not something that we're trained on at at an undergraduate level um, we're trained on it from a basic point of view, i.e. these bacteria cause dental decay. Right. So there's bacteria such as strep mutans, um, which uh, are known to cause dental decay. And there's a variety of other bacteria which are known to cause gum disease. Um, and we target some of those with um, some of the medicinal techniques that we use. Yeah. Um, but with regards to uh, quote unquote good bacteria, uh, and specifically trying to protect and encourage them, that's mm-hmm. something that is, as of yet, not been um, well proven by the research uh, right. that I've seen it. anyway. Um, but it is something that um, I'm looking at very closely um, as we start to learn more about this. And it, it's something that, as I say, we're looking closely at with Parlour as well.
0: Yeah, I, I think it's a very interesting subject. And, and, you know, based on my very limited knowledge, what you said there about, you know, the mouth is part of the gut makes complete sense, right? Because it is the whole path around down to the gut. Um, but why do you think that the, we're talking about the microbiome in the mouth and all that kind of stuff now? What, what do you think has changed in, I guess, in general health and society to make us focus? Because it's always been there, right? Um, why, are we, why are we looking at this now? Why is it important now?
1: Well, I think certainly post-COVID there's, there's much more of a focus of everyone on health. Mm. Um, I think that the uh, the gut and also the gut-brain axis, which is something that I'm very interested in, um, has come to the fore with uh, just more and more research coming through. Yeah. Um, uh, the, the connection between what we eat, um, how we look after ourselves, and how we feel mm-hmm. um, is integral. Um, yeah. And as I say, that starts from the mouth all the way down to the other end. Um, mm. And so that is, um, I think, as I say, is certainly in this post-COVID area, ever, everyone is, and, and even uh, ignoring COVID from a dietary point of view, everyone I think now more than ever is, is more conscious of, of what they eat, how they eat, how they source their food, um, yeah. how their food is manufactured. Um, and all of these things play a really important part in everything from dental decay down to the health of our guts. Yeah. um and it's certainly in my own life as, as, a, as a normal human outside of being a dentist um, I'm incredibly conscious about uh, how my food is is manufactured yeah. um and where it's sourced from and uh, how what pesticides are used and, and all of these things and, and I think we all should be looking at at everything from a sustainability point of view all the way through to a health point of view and that that plays a part in your dental decay as well yeah um, obviously yeah. sugar processed foods all of those things are bad for you from the, from the top down.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think, yeah, there, there is a there is a focus definitely on health pre-COVID, but I, I still find that there needs to be a huge shift just in general in the way that we think about health and the fact that health is seen to be fixed rather than to be managed. Um, I think that that's something that in, in society in general needs to be shifted, but that Obviously, it could take decades for that to happen. So coming back to the to the dentistry side of things in in terms of, um, you know, what you're seeing or what actually prompted you and your colleagues to go to to kind of start parlor, because obviously, you know, there's a big move around sustainability about, you know, saving the planet and everything else but from what you've done with Parla, it kind of goes one step further than that then it's and it's the ingredients in the toothpaste itself so what was the kind of catalyst for you guys coming together to say actually hold on a minute you know th- this is a little bit broken and and we think we can fix it yeah
1: absolutely so uh there were a few things around 2017 2018 that drove me um, to to come together with my colleagues, Dr. Rona and Dr. Adash, to create Parlour. One single line I think categorizes everything that came together and clarified my thoughts with regards to moving forward with the project, which was that every single tube of toothpaste that you've ever used still exists somewhere on the planet. That's um, and that's the same for me because I was using old toothpaste before as well. Um, and that's the same for everyone else because every one of those tubes Uh, is non-recyclable single-use plastic that lasts for 500 years on the planet Um, we've only been using toothpaste in its current form for the last 100 years or so right Um, and so uh, those tubes will will long outlast us on this Mm. earth and um, around that same time I had my first child um, I'd seen uh, Plastic Ocean on Netflix I'd been I've always been a massive fan of Planet Earth and, and David Attenborough Uh, and the the impact of humans on the world was becoming more and more evident and at the same time I was living my again my human my normal human life Mm. uh, in a sustainable way um, trying to be conscious about my food trying to be conscious about using reusable water bottles and not using plastic bags and and anything of that sort but at the same time as a dentist um, I was doing what I had always done uh, which is recommending single-use plastic to my patients right um and even more than that i was the brand ambassador for oral b i was on the tv advert for oral b on channel four my colleague dr rona was on the uh, on all the marketing for sensodyne and 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 various other um products and so we said to ourselves look what are we doing here we're actually living our lives one way but Mm. then we're recommending to our patients and to other dentists they should be using this unsustainable um item Um, and that's our main job so what can we do with our knowledge of dentistry and our ethical compass um, set in this specific way to try and change the future of toothpaste change the future of oral care um, to mean that you don't have to make a decision between something that's really effective at protecting your teeth um but also uh, doesn't harm the planet animals or humans yeah. at the same time um, so that was the main focus, and, and that led us down a, a big old rabbit, rabbit warren, rabbit hole, whatever you want to call it. Um, and then we, that's what led us to create parlor. So this is this is what it looks like for your yep. listeners who are if, who are watching. It's a glass jar with an aluminium lid. Um, and then inside you have dehydrated toothpaste tablets, which you just pop in your mouth, wet your toothbrush and brush with as normal. Um, and that's the format that we built out, and and, and it's been very, very popular. Um With regards to what you say about ingredients, again, the question mark for us there was, what can we do with our knowledge as dentists to improve on uh, what's being produced already? Make sure that the ingredient deck is clean, as natural as possible, but also really effective. Um, Not tested on animals, so all of our products are uh, certified vegan. Uh, We're also leafing bunny approved. Um, And the ingredients themselves, as I say, are sourced from very high quality uh, locations um they are sourced ethically with regards to the, right. uh, the uh the the uh the chain of manufacture um and we've used as i say our specific knowledge to make uh, important decisions so for example sodium laurel sulfate sls um is the most commonly used foaming agent in in almost all toothpaste yeah. we know as dentists that we will often get in 5 to 10% of patients people coming in and say i've got a bit of a sore mouth um, what can I do about it? Is it, is there something wrong with me? And you change their toothpaste, um, to an SLS free one of which right. there are a couple, a couple out there already, and it completely changes their lives and they can eat spicy food and they're not in pain all the time. And they, they haven't got sort of a dry mouth. And so, uh, that SLS is a very harsh foaming agent. It gives us that big foam that we right. all yep. know and love as we were talking about before the call. Um, but at the same time, it's actually stripping the, the lining of your mouth. And it's made of palm oil as well. So right. it's, uh, it's uh, leading to deforestation. So we worked very closely with our manufacturer to find a coconut-based mild foaming agent mm-hmm. that created that foam, not as much foam as a regular paste, but created that foam uh, enough to be effective, but was kind to your mouth and kind to the environment at the same time. So it's, it's those sort of little um, modifications that as a layman, as a, as a customer buying your toothpaste off the supermarket shelf, you wouldn't be expected to, no. to think about in great detail, but for us, we we want every single one of those ingredients that goes on there. I want to be able to stand behind it and say, that's in there for a reason. It's ethical. I would give it to my family. I'd give it to my friends um, and I'd give it to my patients. And, uh, and I know it's going to protect their teeth and protect the planet at the same time. So yeah, that's, that's the, been the focus. And it, as I say, it's, it's been going from strength to strength over the last almost two years now
0: yeah it's fantastic it's very interesting as well because i think in general with toothpaste you know we tend to not well i didn't anyway until i come across you guys think about the the, the ingredients that are in it we you know we just marketed to and we make an assumption that it's good for us right and it's not until you start kind of scraping away do you understand actually it's not that great and i think the only real ingredients that that kind of is made obvious on toothpaste is fluoride um and that's something that I want to ask you about because um, there, there is, you know, a lot of talk in the health optimization space at the moment about how bad fluoride is. Now, you know, I'm kind of, I don't really have an opinion because I don't have enough knowledge on it, but I know that, you know, some dentists have said, take that out of your toothpaste and you will start to see some problems with your teeth. So, so it'd be good to really get your view on it, Simon, as to, to where you stand on that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah is uh, one of those key sort of t- touch point topics that um uh, that people are very interested in and as I said a bit before I am I would categorize myself as someone who is highly involved with the health optimization space right. as well as obviously the dental space as well mm. um and um I don't know if you know um Angela Foster she yeah. was my um uh, I've been working with her for the last six months she was on my podcast um, and uh, she's been sort of coaching me, and, and we've had many conversations about this. Um, fluoride at the correct dose is non-toxic and non-harmful to the body. Right. Now, the best analogy I can give you for this is that uh, if you eat one banana, it's good for you. And if right. you eat 40 bananas, you'll die from a potassium overload. Right. Um, and that's the analogy I use for fluoride. At the correct dosage, It's the most effective tool we have to fight against dental decay, Mm -hmm. which is still the most prevalent disease in the world. And it's the number one cause for children under 10 to go to hospital uh, with dental decay, having teeth taken out under general anaesthetic. And it is still an incredibly prevalent disease. Now, if you're meticulous with your oral hygiene, you're meticulous with your um, diet, um, then it may not be as important for you. But what we know um, is that uh, it's very, very clear for dentists when someone makes a shift away from a fluoride-based toothpaste to a fluoride-free toothpaste because they start developing cavities where they didn't produce cavities before. before. The ingredient itself, as I say, is, is, is supported by the WHO, is supported by an incredible amount of research. Um, the specific benefit of having a tablet format is that um, we control the exact amount that you're having, right. um, which is great because um, as you may, uh, I mean, the classic aqua of, <laughs> uh, of like four, four stripes of, to- of toothpaste on the, on the brush. Nobody knows how much toothpaste to use. Um, yeah. And uh, that's, as I say, down to that sort of classic 80s marketing. But with ours, we, as dentists, we've chosen the exact amount of all the ingredients to go in there because that's the amount recommended by the evidence to be effective. Um, and so you can go into this with confidence that you're having just the right amount to protect mm. against decay, uh, you're splitting out the toothpaste at the end. Anyway, um, yes, some of it will be absorbed during, in, through the lining of the mouth. Um, but at the dose we're using, it's non-damaging and non-toxic to the body. So as I say, the, the, the strongest evidence I can give you, uh, anecdotally is that I give fluoride based toothpaste to my kids, um, and um as a dentist uh and, and sort of speaking for dentists i would say probably 99.5 percent of dentists would not recommend that you use a fluoride free toothpaste and that was really important to us coming into this yeah green space which is yeah. really a green space anymore it's just the mass concept that we need to be more sustainable but mm. a lot of the products in the market already were they sort of thrown the baby out with the bath water taking out any ingredient that um, was used in old toothpaste and uh and gone uh, very very clean which is great i love to see clean ingredients but at the same time it needs to be effective and that's yeah. the key thing with us our strap line is designed by dentists to be good for you and the planet it's really important to us that this is a professionally designed toothpaste um and that with our original that gives you everything that you need with our Parlour Pro, we've added in a load more extra ingredients, the best of the best that we can find, mm-hmm. um, with really great evidence around it to actually strengthen the teeth and, and right. re the teeth and, and take it to that next level for people that really want to invest in their oral care. Um, and we'll continue to do that with our new um, products we bring out, taking ingredients that we think are vital, putting them in at the correct dose, and then giving you the outcome of, of great oral health and, and hopefully great systemic health.
0: Yeah. And I think that's, you know, that's a really important point that we've just covered, because there is a lot of people and you know, social media and the Internet is a good and a bad thing. Right. Because you can you can latch onto something and you can go off down a path. And unless you check the source of where it's come from and the science behind it you could actually be damaging your teeth if you, if you follow, you know, some some of the advice that's out there. So I think, you know, coming from you being, a, you know, a, a well-established dentist and having all of this knowledge is, is really key. And I think the other point to make is, you know, whatever kind of toxic substances to a point that you put in the body the body has a detoxification process and so as you said there you know providing you have the right amount of fluoride in your toothpaste which obviously you guys have, uh, have made sure that's the case then it's fine you know it's, it's designed there to to keep your your teeth healthy um so the other thing that i want to kind of dig into a little bit too simon is around um you know i've recently become a, a lot more aware of just how connected Our teeth are to the rest of of the body um, in terms of organs and and all that kind of stuff and again you know I may be incorrect in what what I've read and what I've seen but there's increasing kind of talk around about um, fillings around about root canal and all that kind of stuff that goes on in dentistry that potentially can be impacting other or, or creating or adding to other health issues in the body so what what's your view on on this kind of thing where we, we're talking about the, the the types of materials that are used in fillings, root canal treatments and all that kind of stuff.
1: So I take I, I will answer your question there, but I would like to take it back one step. Yep. One step before um, the dentist intervention, actually back to the dental disease itself. And I, and I completely right. agree with what you're saying in that there is a, a very, very strong link between what's going on in the mouth and what's going on in the body. Um, and this has been proven um, over many many years and some fantastic research that if for example you have uh, gum disease then um, that increases your body's inflammatory markers your crp proteins um, and uh, that can lead to a whole host of uh, systemic diseases so you have gum disease it's a chronic long-term condition from not cleaning your teeth well enough not flossing not brushing well not seeing the hygienist Um, it's normally symptom-free, so you won't know about it if you're not going to the dentist um, until your teeth start wobbling and falling out of your mouth, which is obviously too late at that stage. Um, And it's especially bad if you're a smoker and if you're a diabetic. But interestingly, if you have bad gum disease, then it can also contribute to causing diabetes. Um, Right. I I use the, the term causing there with with a delicacy because it's it's a contributing factor. Um, It probably wouldn't uh, cause it as a a standalone, but it will certainly have a very, very strong interplay with uh, that inflammatory disorder. Same goes for heart disease, same goes for lung disease. Um, All of these things, having gum disease actually makes those conditions worse and can can lead to them being a problem. Other interesting things is actually having gum disease can have an impact on, uh, on your ability to get an erection. Um, um, which is um, an interesting uh, yeah. research that came out recently. So if you're not flossing, then um, maybe you should start thinking about doing it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, I think that's just a just a hit the um, the information home there because it is it's very very clear uh, mm. from the research that what's going on in your mouth and the state of your oral health can uh, have an impact on your body health. And, and the mouth is the window to the rest of the body. That's why seeing the dentist on a regular basis is so important because actually having that regular checkup means that we can catch these things earlier, um, often when they're completely symptom-free, mm. uh, like mouth like mouth cancer, where dentists were shut down for three months in 2020 during the, the pandemic. Um, there was a 75% reduction in the amount of oral cancer uh, referrals. Wow. And clearly, there was no reduction in the amount of oral cancer prevalent no. in the population, unfortunately. And so that is just a very clear example of why it's so important to see a dentist on a regular basis for that six-monthly checkup. Now, with regards to your primary question around material selection, um, as with everything in life, um, materials improve, technology improves, and uh, our understanding of the interplay between those materials and technologies with ourselves continues to improve now um, traditionally uh, amalgam the silver fillings have been used routinely across the world as a uh, uh, as a, a very long lasting and predictable uh, filling material um it is it appears to be at least starting to be faded phased out mm-hmm. um the, we've been uh, the nhs in the uk has recommended that it shouldn't be used in kids and pregnant women anymore um and um I personally don't use it at all. Right. Um, and I choose instead to place um, white fillings either made of composite resin um, or of ceramic. Uh, right. and I have a uh, uh, what's called a CAD CAM seric machine in my clinic, which is a, 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 a milling unit that mills. You, sca- you prepare the tooth, remove for- the decay, and, and, and shape it appropriately. And then you scan the patient onto a computer. Uh, the, the computer using AI designs the restoration with wow. you uh, at the helm, and then that's milled out of a solid block of porcelain uh, or composite on the same day, and then bonded onto the tooth to replace the missing tooth structure. And that's how we do our crowns and our veneers and our bridges, and, and even some of our larger fillings in my clinic. Um, now, all materials have their strengths and their weaknesses. Right. Amalgam lasts incredibly well. The reality of the situation, in my opinion at least, um, is that amalgam, um, once it's been placed, is not leaching a large amount of mercury, which is the concern with the material that it does contain mercury, um, and that it's a stable material. Um, I I choose not to use it now for a variety of reasons. Number one, aesthetics. Number two, um, when the tooth fails. Um, it tends to be the uh, well, the filling fails. It tends to be the tooth that fails around the amalgam because it's so hard. And right. That leads to sort of quite a catastrophic failure. So, using a bonded material like a composite. Sorry if I'm going too nerdy here, but no, it's fine. using fine. A, a ceramic or a composite material actually strengthens the tooth by bonding the tooth together. Um, and finally, um, as I say, I think there is a move across the world. In my opinion away from this material and i don't i don't have any major benefits to use it so i may as well not and Mm. use something which is more aesthetic which in my opinion actually helps to strengthen the tooth Uh, and so that's my personal decision now amalgam is still being used routinely um, across the country and across the world Um, it is predictable in my opinion it it is safe Um, would i choose to have one in my own mouth no i would probably choose to have a white filling Um, for the reasons that I've discussed already. But that's my overview feeling on silver fillings. Now, you mentioned root canal. I'm I'm fully aware of the sort of root cause Netflix documentary that came out, which obviously had a big impact on this. Um, I think the important thing to understand with root canal is, uh, firstly, at that stage, the tooth's already in a pretty bad way. You're really trying your best here to hang on to that tooth so that the patient doesn't lose it. And in my opinion having your natural tooth over a dental implant, which I also place for my patients when they, when they can't save the tooth or they're missing the tooth already, having your natural tooth is a better option. Yeah. In my mouth, I would definitely choose to have a root canal over having the tooth extracted and replaced um, for as long as possible. Now, the, the time where that can become an issue is where there's a chronic underlying infection underneath the root canal Mm -hmm. Um, and the body is constantly fighting against that infection Um, and again it comes back to these inflammatory markers in the body Um, whenever the body is is at a heightened state of inflammation i.e. it's fighting an infection that's not a good state for your body to be in you want it to be uh, at a relative equilibrium of inflammatory uh, status and so having a long standing infection under a root canal is not a good idea yeah. Um, and uh, But the actual root canal material itself, the gutta perca, the, the rubber that we use to seal the uh, root canal space after the root canal is completed, is completely inert. It's actually uh, a, a natural material right. that comes from trees. Um, and um, there's no issue with it whatsoever as far as I'm concerned. As I say, it's that key time frame and decision making process where you had an old root canal sometimes on on the x-ray you can see a little black circle on the tip Mm. of the root but it's not causing any symptoms okay how do we manage this situation and on that one the jury is still out because those types of um radiographic presentations x-ray presentations will often not cause the patient problems for a number of years yeah but from a microbe and a, a, a microscopic point of view is the body therefore constantly fighting a, an inflammatory reaction against that? Yeah. Or And that's not that clear, to be honest with you. I always view it as a bit of a tipping balance and sort of seesaw of the bacteria against your body and, and what status is it in. Yeah. Um, so-called biological dentists would be more uh, robust in saying, no, that tooth needs to come out because your body's fighting an immune reaction against it. Yeah. Um, other more traditional dentists would say, it's not causing you any bother let's leave it as it is um i would view myself to be somewhere in between those um and i always look at things from a biological point of view um but at the same time sort of trying to hang on to the natural tooth as long as we can do is really important to me um because dental implants have their own issues uh, and they're not a panacea and they don't last forever so the longer we can keep you with your natural tooth the better in my opinion
0: yeah, and that, and that makes absolute complete sense. And I think, you know, like I said earlier around social media, and obviously, we've got Netflix doc- documentaries on everything. Now, it, they, they are good, and they raise awareness. I think, again, cu- coming and speaking to someone like you to get a, you know, a completely rounded view on what's being raised is, is very important, because, you know, there is no kind of One answer to everything isn't there.'s lots of different perspectives, and 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 the science needs to needs to back this up as well.
1: I think the other thing to say, Darren, is that science very rarely gives a black and white answer to these things. I mean, everyone wants the problem with Netflix documentaries, right? I love I love a Netflix documentary. I watched sea spiracy and I stopped eating (laughs) as much fish, and I was more conscious of my of my fish sourcing, and and that's got to be a good thing. At the end, I mean, it's a shocking documentary, but um, all of these Netflix documentaries are designed with a polarized outcome. They're designed to create an emotional reaction in you that says, wow, what I've been doing forever is wrong. Mm. This is the right way. Just like Game Changers, really great documentary uh, around veganism. um, And uh, uh, us all eating a more vegan lifestyle is is definitely a good thing in my opinion. Um, But at the same time, it had a very clear message. Yeah. And certainly with science, it's not as clear as root canals bad, ceramic implants good, um, or amalgam bad and composite filling material good. Because guess what? In 10, 15 years time, maybe they'll say white fillings are worse. (laughs) Um, We we don't know. And and I think we're also keen to, especially as millennials, I think we're also keen to throw out everything that's old. Everything that's old is wrong and bad. Everything that's new is good and better, and in some circumstances that is true. Mm-hmm. Um, technology, thankfully, medical technology improves, and I'm sure we'll all live many, many more years as we move mm-hmm. forward. But at the same time, like don't don't go into it with a polarized black and view mindset. Go into it with a right. I'm gonna I'm gonna think about this, and I'm gonna make my own decision based on weighing up the evidence. Um, yeah. that's, that's how I try and look at these scenes. And, and I'm a sucker for it. As I say, when I watched Seaspiracy, I was shocked and appalled. And, yeah. um, and I've certainly made life changes since then. But I'm also balancing it with the fact that there was a clear directive at heart there, um, a, a positive one. Um, But still a message that they wanted to get across in the cleanest way possible. And sometimes Netflix isn't the best place to get your information, just like
0: Instagram. (laughs) No, exactly. But as you say, it does raise awareness. And, and, you know, if, if nothing else, it makes you stop and think and perhaps make those changes. But as you quite rightly say, you know, science is evolving all of the time and there is never, ever any end. There's just more information at a certain point in time for which you can base your your decisions on and and it's never that's it it's fixed forever is it so so yeah i think that's um yeah a really point important point to make so simon for for people listening to this that you know that haven't considered oral health as much as they should do before you know I see it a lot with with guys that I work with it's only when particularly men when you have a problem do you then do something about it but what would you say are some key fundamental things that we could do around oral health in between seeing the dentist uh, and maybe things that we could look for that might indicate that there's some underlying issues that are potentially arising yeah sure so
1: I mean it's the standard things with, with oral health are brushing twice a day with a decent toothbrush, ideally an electric one, but if you prefer manual, then a manual like our bamboo one is absolutely fine. Um, uh, brushing twice a day, cleaning every surface of your mouth, uh, every surface of your teeth, right. so ideally around five seconds every every surface, which accounts to about two minutes. Lots of people miss the inside section down by the tongue. It's a classic place to miss. Um just brushing alone is not enough. If you imagine teeth next to each other like this, this surface in between the teeth here, your brush is not gonna get in there. So that means you've got that front and back, you've got about 25% of the tooth that you're not gonna clean. And that's the area where you're most likely to develop dental decay and also gum disease as well. So that's where using some sort of interproximal aid becomes important. So either floss, TP brushes or interproximal brushes or something like a water pick becomes really important. And you need to be doing that every single day. And if you do that, just those two things alone, brush for two minutes twice a day, cleaning every surface of your tooth and floss or use something in between your teeth once a day, it's unlikely that you dramatically reduce your risk of developing dental problems. The problem is most people don't know what they're doing or they're not conscious when they're brushing yep. their teeth. And that's another reason that Parlour becomes so exciting because actually, because you've got this shift of the way you've always done things, you have right. to become more aware of how you're looking after your teeth. Um, and actually switches you back into a conscious mode of brushing, which is really important because mm-hmm. most of us are on our phones, on Instagram, Yeah, quick brush and then off to bed um, or, or off to work. But um, if we need to be a bit more conscious about it, so brushing twice a day, cleaning in between the teeth um, and using a fluoride-based toothpaste or even better, a, hydroxyapatite, uh, a hydroxyapatite-based toothpaste, um, hydroxyapatite and fluoride, um, which helps to remineralize and strengthen the teeth. Um, is all you really need to do. You don't really need to use mouthwash. Okay. I haven't got a a major issue with people using mouthwash, ideally an alcohol-free one, ideally at a time outside of when you're brushing your teeth because Mm -hmm. what most people don't realise is that fluoride is water-soluble. So when you rinse after brushing your teeth, you're actually washing away the fluoride where it could be sitting on the tooth and having another half an hour's worth of activity. So the recommendation is to spit, don't rinse, which again is another weird thing to get used to yeah. but you get used to it very quickly um, and then also with the mouthwash just use it at another time other than after just after you brush your teeth so right. use it as a mouth freshener rather mm-hmm. than a um, and I have another opportunity to get fluoride in the mouth um, but not directly after brushing your teeth which is when most people use it because you will wash away the fluoride and, and therefore it will be less effective um, i know all the adverts for mouthwash is sort of like the guy with a hose cleaning <laughs> your teeth uh, that doesn't really work. So um, mechanical manual cleaning is is the most effective way to to do these things. Um, and that's about it, really. Obviously, diet wise, just avoid sugar. Yeah,
0: um,
1: sugar is eaten by the bacteria. They turn it into acid, and that causes the holes in your teeth. Um, and avoid acid as well. Acid erosion, especially in men, okay. um, for some reason, uh, that's my own anecdotal feeling, um, is uh, is. very very severe so if you're drinking diet coke yes it's got no sugar in it but the ph of that diet coke is about two or three so if you left your tooth in it for 24 hours it would be gone by the morning it's so caustic and er and erosive yeah so um uh, be very very cautious of the drinks that you're drinking fruit juice fizzy drinks wine cider all of those very very high in acid um, and will erode away your teeth. They'll erode away the, the glue that's used to hold in your fillings. Wow. In your fillings, Sorry. Um, and um, and yes, yeah, so they should be avoided as well. So that, that's another sort of separate thing from a diet point of view. But the primary is sugar um, and that's what will cause cavities. So just be careful with those sweet treats.
0: Yeah, it's super interesting, actually. I mean, the, the stuff that you said there is all really basic, isn't it? <laughs> but we love to overcomplicate it and we love to search for things that are perhaps complicated than they need to be for the for the purpose and i think you know what you said there about becoming conscious and i think you know that's a a lot of things around health and around nutrition it's we are kind of in a kind of robotic mode and and based on what we've always known because life is so busy but when you do stop and and really become conscious about that particular area whether it's dental health or fitness or whatever it's amazing how just more aware that you become and, and particularly what you said there around brushing the backs of the teeth you know i don't know how many people miss that but every single time i go to the dentist even though i do try and brush the back of my teeth they always find plaque there right so yeah. you know it, it's just kind of becoming that that aware and and like you said also and we said before we started the, uh, recording you know that change of toothpaste i said to you you know it's kind of different it feels different but it's that I I think based on our conversation today is actually a good thing because it makes you far more aware and and I would suggest it's probably going to make you far more efficient with your brushing so um, yeah it's um, been fantastic talking to you today Simon I really appreciate your your time to come on the podcast so for people that um, want to connect with Parlour they want to try Parlour where can they go what's your socials and all that kind of good stuff yeah
1: sure so uh if anyone has any questions have... on on dental related issues feel free to dm me on at dr simon chard on instagram um with regards to parlor we are at parlor toothpaste tabs um and parlor is the best place to get us you can get us on subscription um direct uh, through your letterbox uh, or you can also now find us at uh, sainsbury's across the country boots across the country um amazon vegan kind supermarket and a load of other small uh, independents yeah. um and yeah as i say um please do uh, get in touch and um for those of you that try out parlor let me know and um uh, we would love to have you on board our mission for for a plastic free toothpaste world um moving forward
0: fantastic well thanks very much for coming on and uh, good luck with parlor and i hope to speak to you again soon Thanks for listening to the Fitter, Healthier Dad podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please hit subscribe. And I would really appreciate if you could leave a review on iTunes. All the links mentioned in the episode will be in the show notes. And a full transcription is over at fitterhealthierdad.com.